Hello and welcome to the Safer West Mercia podcast. My name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner. I'm joined today by a guest who I'll let introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Dr Matthew Home and I'm the CEO of Willardine Rehabilitation Centre. So, very warm welcome. Um, I know a lot about Willardine because I've been very proud to work with them uh, in my time as Commissioner, but lots of uh, listeners won't know uh, or even heard of Willardine. And so, in a nutshell, Matt, set out um, uh, what, what Willardine does uh, and indeed how, how it came about, maybe. Thank you, John. So, Willardine was established in 1988 um, as a residential rehabilitation provider. Um, and ever since, over those 34 years, our aim and ethos is very much the same. We believe that everybody, irrespective of their life or birth circumstances, can live the life they were designed for. So the majority of individuals that are coming to Willardine, which is based in the heart of South Shropshire, have a history of substance misuse, alcohol dependency, or involved in the criminal justice system. And we're able to take individuals coming through, um, their age typically over 18 years of age, the average age is about 35, and then men and women from across West Mercia who have got a trauma in their life, which has led them to substance misuse, and then ending up in the criminal justice system. So we're able to, to stop effectively and say, what would make a difference? And we're able to look at the issues of their past, deal with therapy and counselling, and then reskill them to move forward into a purposeful lifestyle. So how, how did it originally start? I know it's been around for many decades, but how, what was the original, what was the original uh, initiator for the project getting going? So the founders were John and Jenny Home, who happened to be my parents. <laughs> so uh, it's a family-run enterprise, um, and they were very much called into social work from being from farmers originally, they saw more and more people that would benefit from that pastoral input and support to enable them to actually become functioning citizens. And so really their passion has continued. They're still they're both in their 70s now and still very active in the organisation. Um, and I joined the organisation in 2003 to develop the services more for West Mercia. At that point, we were very much a national organisation and did very little locally. And now I'd say we have a very large footprint across Warwickshire and West Mercia. It's um, one of the sites that, uh, that, that I'm always very pleased to visit, not least of which there's uh, been very good flapjack every time <laughs> I've, I've ever been, but also a reminder that um, our infrastructure, the things in our society that help support things like rehabilitation don't have to be based in, in our towns and cities. They're out in a very particularly beautiful part of, uh, of, of, South, of South Shropshire. Um, in, in terms of, uh, you, you touched on before around um, uh, alcohol and uh, drug dependency and some of the issues that ha- have have sort of led to that being the case because um, a, 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 the vast majority of examples, you wouldn't have been born with those dependencies. Um, just give us some, give us some example of, of how um, uh, the Willardine approach uh, to support um, that could work. So what type of things, you talked about um, the, uh, the more pastoral approach, just bring it to life just a little bit for us, Matt. So uh, over all the years we've been operating, we haven't found anybody that just wakes up in the morning and decides to use a class A drug or becomes alcohol dependent. So the first thing that we do is look at over their timeline of effectively what has happened in their life that has led them to using substances, alcohol, or ending up in the criminal justice system. There has always been a trigger or trauma Often, with the women coming through, there's been a history of um, sexual abuse, violence, domestic violence. As again, as they've grown up, they end up in a domestic violence relationship. And so we're able to say, okay, let's look at this. Let's give a safe space for individuals to disclose and then address these issues of the past. Because if I've got a headache, I might come home and take a paracetamol. But for the majority of our students, a paracetamol or a glass of wine at the end of a busy day isn't going to be enough. So they have a coping strategy, and that coping strategy often is drugs or alcohol. So we need to deal with the underlying reason for why someone is using drugs and alcohol and the counselling and the therapeutic approach that we have 
enables individuals to express how they felt. And then our counsellors will work with them to develop coping strategies moving forward, to develop a real sense of self-worth. Because so often they've been put down, they've been labelled as useless and unable to achieve anything. So Willardine is a safe space to explore new things. We offer 30 different qualifications. And students may never want to be a mechanic, may never want to go into horticultural catering, but they're trying something new for the first time. And every time they succeed in something, then they start to build their confidence. And all of our interventions are time limited. So someone coming in residentially will be there for 12 weeks. We set an action plan at the time they come through. This is a joint action plan between staff and the students. So they can jointly decide what they want to achieve over the 12 weeks and what life is going to look like for them, not only when they leave in 12 weeks time, but what it's going to look like in a year's time. And then everyone that comes through, we resettle into safe and secure accommodation because that's going to be the foundation for them to move forward. Because that's, that's an interesting part of the Willardine journey I've always been fascinated by. It's not just an intervention and then the intervention finishes. And because uh, when you talk to uh, uh, those recovering from uh, some substance abuse, for example, that end of support bit, the ability actually to be able to start to cope yourself, isn't an instantaneous, just one day which clicks. Um, but fascinating to hear that, that, that ongoing support in terms of setting up to succeed after the intensive support that Willardine offers. That next step, is it people do you find or is it literally we're all very different so whatever that next step might look like can be um, bespoke to the individual? I think the next steps are always bespoke. We have a general guide for people when they leave Willardine Farm. So if they've been residential with us for 12 weeks, it can be seen like dropping off the edge of the world since <laughs> you've been in this bubble where all your needs are met and it's a very safe environment. So we do a transition back into the community where our staff are still visiting people who have left Willardine, so the students are still supported by our staff. And then over time, that decreases. So the students know we're always there for them. 24 hours a day, they can pick up the phone and we provide that support for them. Some students may need more intense support and they'll move into supported accommodation after Willardine. But we're still there to help them move forward. But a key part of what we do is that transition. So rather than giving someone just a leaflet to say, oh, here's an appointment on Thursday at three o'clock, Actually, it's taking them to that appointment, making sure that we break down the barriers so they can access all the community resources. And across West Mercia, we have lots and lots of third sector organisations that are willing to support. And we have a very strong partnership, which really helps our students. Uh, you know, I, I've got no skin in the game, as in uh, I, I, I'm not paid to promote uh, Willardine, but uh, I'm very ha- uh, happy and proud to say Willardine works, hence, hence why I'm keen, keen to support. Um, it's effective in terms of reoffending rates and others. Why do you think those the the alternative, uh, you know, intervention uh, um, that is the alternative to custody? Why do you think things like Willardine do work so well and have the successful outcome rate that they do? So I think why the diversion or the alternative to custody works. We started to see more and more women coming through on daycare placements at Willardine. And then we saw them going to prison and re-offending. The re-offending rate for women is currently only about 74% for short-term sentences. And there seemed to be a disparity of women going to prison where, where men might have got a final community service because there wasn't the options. So we looked at working closely with the Ministry of Justice and with the Office of the PCC here in West Mercia. How could we make a difference for women? What would make the difference? So we did lots of service user forums. And when someone goes to prison, there has to be a consequence to offending. So it's very punitive. But no one's ever addressing the underlying issue of why they first started offending. So often they're trapped in a relationship, they're subject to domestic violence, 
They've perhaps got substance misuse, alcohol dependency. So unless we actually deal with those root issues, they're going to carry on offending because that's the lifestyle they know. So being able to divert them from prison into Willardine enables us to provide that therapeutic input. It's very intense. If you speak to our, our students that are on site with us, they'll say, Matt, it's much easier to be in prison. We don't have to engage therapeutically with what we're doing. But as they start to go through the process in those 12 weeks, they start to understand who they are. And actually, they're away from the area. So it's a trauma-informed environment. It's set in, as John, as you know, in the middle of nowhere. So they haven't got their peers. They haven't got predators that might pop in and see them or, or knock on the door to offer them anything. It's a safe environment for them to disclose, work out who they are and where they're going to go on to next. And for the women that have been through the programme in the last 12 months, not one of them has gone on to be reconvicted. So the programme works incredibly well. And that's it's quite an extraordinary stat, isn't it? It is. And, and, it, and, it, and I don't think we do anything clever. I just think we do the simple things well. We take the individual female in all of her presenting needs, whether that's relationships, whether that's accommodation, debt, finance, and we put a structured plan together to support that individual to move forward. And I think that's one of our key strengths, really. Um, last year, uh, in uh, spring last year, you opened uh, a family assessment centre. Um, just tell us a little bit more about the uh, how that impacts on, on that wider offer, because you've talked a lot about uh, it, about the impact of others in 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 a, in a you know in, in a student's um, circumstance. Just talk a little bit about why the the family assessment centres are a key uh, development for Willardine. So for us, we're passionate about seeing the break of generational offending. We know that there are strong ties between if family members are committing offences, then others within the family who commit offences. We also know that 50% of all the women referred to Willardine have given birth, so they're classed as a mother. But of those at the point of sentencing, less than 2% have children in their care. And then when you start to look at the statistics of children going into care, they're more likely to end up either becoming addicted to substances or having a criminal record. So we wanted to be able to break that generational effect of offending. And when we started to speak to our women who'd lost their children, the children were in care, we said, what would make a difference? And they wanted a safe environment where social services could come in, they could have supervised contact with their children and start to rebuild those relationships. So the Family Assessment Centre was actually supported through Corporate Social Responsibility, a a large organisation called ACO in in North Shropshire, actually funded the build for us and their staff came and helped us um, on the ground painting and alongside our students. But this centre enables mothers for the first time to be reconnected back with their children. It's a long process for a mother to have a child back with her. But in the last 12 months, we've seen three women being reunited back with their children. Uh, One of the ladies came through the the diversion bed that we have here with the PCC. Uh, She was in a domestic violence relationship and a binge drinker. So she wasn't in the criminal justice system. She wasn't known to statutory services for drug and alcohol, but her life was becoming chaotic. Her five-year-old child had been removed uh, three years ago and in the care of a family member, and she'd fallen pregnant with a DV partner, and she needed help. And the diversion bed that we have here with the PCC's office enabled her to come in before things escalated too much. I can now say that she successfully gave, gave birth, surprised us all a month earlier than we planned, um, <laughs> but mother and, and a beautiful baby boy are doing incredibly well. And she's now in a mother and baby assessment centre, where she's got another two weeks to go, And she's done incredibly well. She's now been abstinent for over six months uh, and all the signs that she'll be able to be reunited uh, with her son and live at home with a support package around her. Those those, uh, success stories, the uh, the bringing it to life with the the individual family circumstances are are a powerful reminder as to why it's in important, important work. Um, 
if you were me for a day, um, what would be your what would be your priority? What would be the first thing that you would you would want to do? Well, I, th- I think I'd probably be selfish and try and make our life easier at Willardy. So, <laughs> so I think what I'd like to do is have more accommodation, but not just houses. It's about supported accommodation. So often when someone's been through the Wilding programme or other programmes and interventions across West Mercia, it's about what are the next steps. And so often we need that wraparound support still for the individual. Kind of like the step down type. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So where you've got supported living um, with a few people in each house, not, not, a, not a HMO, but a few people in each house, where actually you've then got people coming in, supporting them on a daily basis. What do you need? And, then they were, and again, for a time-limited period, so actually they might come into a step-down accommodation for six months where they've got all the support and then they're helped to live on their own more and more independently. You mentioned your parents and uh, they're inspirational when you meet them. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying, but um, you you didn't have to come into the family business. You've chosen yes. chosen to do it. What what inspired you? What's your what's your uh, personal inspiration to wanting to do what you what you now do? So I left home at 16 and came back to Wildeem when I was 30, so I did lots of different things in between time, and uh, I started to be an agricultural engineer. Um, but I remember growing up, actually, at Willardine with the students in the house with us and seeing that life transformation. I spent many years at university, and I could see lives, again, spiralling out of control with people, um, alcohol and substances. And then more and more, I guess, I was called to see the change I could make in individuals' lives. Now, I can't facilitate anyone to change, but I can provide the right atmosphere and the right tools for someone to dip into. Um, and I guess I was inspired by my parents and what they've done. Um, and so going back gave me the opportunity to put something back into West Mercia, an area which I'm very proud to live in um, and help those around us. It's, uh, it, is, it is inspirational. I know that word gets banded about a lot, but um, places like Willardine are truly inspirational in my mind and a reminder that the inevitability of some of our societal issues uh, don't have to be as inevitable as they, as, as they feel. And the, you know, your stats around reoffending uh, and et cetera are, are, are a reminder that actually we, to strive to want to break those cycles um, is really, really important that we can never, never give up on those, on those individuals. Um, if people want to know more uh, around uh, the work of Willardine or indeed how they get help from, where would you, where would you suggest listeners um, to, to, to go and look? So they're more than welcome to access our website, which is uh, willardinefarm.org.uk, um, or by all means, pick up the phone, speak to someone. Um, we, are, we hold lots of graduations throughout the year, and we'd love people to come to see our student success and celebrate with them the journey and the recovery they've made throughout their stay with us. It uh, will also pop some details in the, in the link podcast. Uh, Matt, I really want to thank you for joining today, but the bigger thanks from me is the work that you guys do at Willardine um, uh, in, in West Mercia. I, as I said to you earlier, I, I've been proud to visit and been proud to support as commissioner, um, but I've also heard many accounts of people who've been through the service uh, and the impact it's had on their lives. And I've, I've even sat in court before now when uh, probation have mentioned the opportunity of a, of a Willardine placement and seen the attitudinal change in in people like the magistrates uh, in terms of in terms of sentencing and uh, and the work that you guys do um, is truly inspiring for me as commissioner and i'm very very proud to be a partner a partner with willardine here here in west mercia um, i'd like to thank the uh, those uh, that have listened today and, and matt for you for joining us thank you and uh, as I said, if uh, anybody wanted any further information around the work of Willardine or, or any wider help 
uh, around uh, substance or, or alcohol misuse or any other uh, issues that we've talked about in, uh, in, in, in this podcast, uh, we'll provide the link uh, underneath, uh, underneath this podcast or indeed uh, if you put into your uh, search engine West Mercia PCC or West Mercia Police, uh, all the details for how uh, you can get some help um, or, or indeed further information uh, is on those websites. Um, I thank uh, listeners for joining us today.